The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game. Public enemies who try to destroy our America. Faithful Filipino valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in a thrilling adventure, paroled for revenge. The Green Hornet strikes again. Much to the surprise of the prison officials, had been a model prisoner. Three years had passed since he'd been sentenced. Three years which had seemed a lifetime to the morose and silent gangster, whose docility had amazed the other inmates as well as the prison guards. But now Barker was reaping the reward for his good behavior, a parole. As the huge outer gate clanged shut behind him, and as he walked slowly toward a waiting car, his thoughts were not those of a man who was just regaining his freedom. He was thinking, rather, of revenge. Revenge against the man who'd been responsible for his conviction. Hi, Lou. Lou, hurry up. We've been waiting for you. Hello, Johnny. Glad to see you. (laughs) Come on. Come on, get in. Let's get away from this dump. It gives me the creeps. You remember Slugger, don't you, Lou? Sure. Hiya, Slugger. Glad to see you again, Lou. I bet you're aching to get out of sight of that stone pile. You know, being in stir ain't exactly my idea of a good vacation. <laughs> there ain't nothing to laugh at about it, either. Oh, gee, Lou, I didn't mean nothing by it. I just thought you'd be feeling good about getting out, that's all. Forget it. Let's get going, Johnny. Okay, Lou. Any plans, Lou? Sure, I got plans. Not the kind you're thinking about. <laughs> hey, maybe he means he's going straight from now on. Is that it, Lou? Listen, Slugger. You have a way of slapping those lips of yours around a little too careless-like. I ain't in the mood for any wisecracks. Oh, here. take it easy, Lou. That's just his way. He don't mean nothing by yeah, it. Yeah, maybe so. But I just don't like his way, say. Oh, uh, is that so? Yeah, you heard me, you lame brain half I don't have to take that off you, you start crying. Hey, I'll hey, throw hey, you hey, right hey, out of the hey, car. Hey, look out, you'll make you run off the road. I ain't taking any more of this. I'm sure you're the one who's been laughing at the dick-wise guy. I thought I'd love a mic you guys cut it out. Play it off, do you hear? Now let go of me, Tommy. He's cold. Slugger didn't mean nothing. He's okay. Now lay off, Slugger. Lay off your walk home, do you hear me? Well, then tell that guy to lay off me with them names, see? 
I don't have to take nothing from nobody. All right, come on, you two. Forget it. Yeah. Lou, being in that place has made you kind of jumpy. You didn't used to be like that. Now, how about it? Shall we get going now? Okay. Yeah, yeah I guess I am jumpy at that. What about you, Slugger? Yeah, get going. If he don't bother me none, I lay off of him. After all, we're supposed to be going to work together. I swear. All right, we'll get on our way then. I did a lot of thinking when I was stuck in the pen, Johnny. I'm thinking about just one thing I gotta do. I guess I'm kind of dumb, Lou. I don't get what you're driving at. What were you thinking? About getting the guy who threw the hooks into me and got my son up. That's what I'm gonna do. With the help of you guys, Johnny, I'm out to put the finger on that high society gent, the publisher of the Daily Sentinel. Mr. Britt Reed himself. The following afternoon, Britt Reed, well-known man about town and young publisher of the Daily Sentinel, was walking toward the Sentinel building when he met Michael Axford, his would-be bodyguard and self-appointed reporter. Where have you been, Axford? Well, just around the corner, Reed, to get a bit of copy for Casey. <laughs> I thought you were a reporter, not an errand boy for my secretary, Miss Case. Sure, you wouldn't have me turn Casey down when she's dying for a sip of coffee, would you? Well, since you put it that way, I guess... Hey, to... Down, Axford, down! Heaven preserve Oh, that was a close shave. Oh! Hey, but they got all right! Axford, are you badly hurt? Come back for somebody. Home for ambulance. What's it all about? Oh, oh. Axford, speak to me. I, I guess they got me, Reed. I'm done for. You've been good to me, Reed. Tell me where you're wounded. I, I can feel the warm blood trickling down my side, Reed. I guess now it's let me finish. see. And we'll get you to a hospital right away. Lie still now, Walt. Axford, get up. Uh, what? Get up. <laughs> Come on, get up, get up. You're not hurt. That's hot coffee you have all over you. <laughs> coffee, is it? Sorry, B. I could have sworn I was bleeding to death. I, I guess I'm not hurt after all. Of course you're not hurt. <laughs> Listen to them hyenas laughing. I suppose they're disappointed that they are. Never mind that, extra. Come on, let's get inside. Those killers may be back. Maybe there's some way we can find out what this is all about. The sooner, the better. A short time later in the outer office of the Daily Sentinel, Axford was talking to Lenore Case, secretary to Britt Reed. I'm telling you, Casey, the bullets were flying over our heads like flies, that they were. And so close I could feel the breeze they made passing. Is that so? Sure it's all. Uh, good thing neither one of us lost our minds. I was sure worried about Reed for a minute, that I was. <laughs> what did Mr. Reed mean when he told me that the coffee you were bringing back for me almost scared you to death, Axford? Ah, oh, that's just his way of kidding, Casey. Yeah, I wonder... Say, what are you hanging around for now? Uh, Reed told me to wait and take some coffee he's writing. Uh, maybe he'll make us out to be heroes. Well, whatever he writes, I don't think it'll quite agree with what you just told me, expert. Oh, so you think I don't tell the truth? Is that it, Casey? I think you have a way of skimming around the truth without meaning to, expert. <laughs> and believe me, sometimes you skim pretty far away, too. <laughs> Here, expert, get this downstairs to the city room right away. Tell Gunnigan to run this story as is. I don't want any changes in it, understand? Uh, sure, sure, Reed. But, uh, but when, uh... But what, actually? Is that all you're going to say about what happened? Yes, that's all. I want it the next edition. And I hope that that story will have the effect I plan it to have on the men who tried to shoot us down a while ago. 
Later that evening, Lou Barker was talking to Johnny and Slugger in a hideout room down in a poorer section of the city. Yeah, you dopes ain't worthwhile bothering about. You go and mess up a simple job like that. Now, where does that leave us, I'm asking you? Oh, Lou, what are you beefing about? Just because there ain't no headlines in the paper, that don't go to say we didn't wing the dope. No matter what, Lou, you gotta lay low now. The cops will be guarding that joke from now on since he's such a big shot. That's funny. Even his own paper don't have no headline about it. Huh. Let me look at that paper again, Sergeant. Yeah. There you are, Lou. Sure a mystery to me where they ain't the... Hey, wait a minute. Here's something. Here, look down near the bottom of the front page. Hey, where? Let's see. Hey, what'd you say, Lou? Look, look right there, see? Oh, yeah. yeah. It says, Publisher Escapes Gangster Bullets. What? Didn't we hit him at all? Oh, shut up and let me finish with you. Yeah, go, go ahead, Lou. What more does it say? It says, uh, says, in discussing the incident, Publisher Reed expressed the opinion that it was evidently a case of mistaken identity on the part of the would-be killers, saying that he knew of no reason why anyone should make an attempt on his life. Both Reed and Axford escaped without injury. Well, what do you know? The dope thinks somebody was making a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Lou. He ain't got sense enough to figure somebody might really be after him. Well, so much the better. That gives us a chance to make another try. And I'm telling you both, the next time he won't fail to give that stiff shirt Brit Reed what's really coming to him. That night, Reed arrived at his apartment where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting. It's very dangerous for you to go about alone, Mr. Britt. Maybe men make another attempt to kill you, perhaps. I feel sure they will, Cato. The story in the Sentinel tonight was put there purposely to make them think I'll be off guard. I want them to make another try. You mean you hope they shoot at you again? It may be next time they're more successful, Mr. Britt. I don't think they'll use the same method, Cato. The only way to bring them out in the open is to lead them on. Until they're caught, I won't be safe, so I might as well clear the matter up in a hurry. How you hope to lead them on? Well, I'm going back to the Sentinel building tonight. No doubt they'll be watching for me, so I might as well show myself. You have the police watching the Sentinel building? No, Cato, that would scare them off. I hope to handle this alone, up to a certain point. You you don't think the Green Hornet be of use, Mr. Bruce? Yes, but not at first. We'll take the Black Beauty out with a mask and the gas can. You can drop me off in the vicinity of the Sentinel. I'll walk in the front door as Britt Reed. You can park in the alley across the way until I need you. When they see me as Britt Reed, they may show their hand. And then it'll be time enough for the Green Horn attack. Come on, Cato. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment house itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Brett Reed pressed the button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming Black Beauty sped into the darkness. around the corner from the Sentinel building. What do we do now? You stay here in the car. Johnny, you go across the street from the front of the building and watch from there. Keep back in the doorway. Okay, Lou. What are you going to do? You'll find out soon enough if that mug comes back to the Sentinel office anytime soon. 
If you hear me whistle, Sluggy, come around with a car and come quick. You get me? Sure, I get it. Just wait here till you whistle. Right, and keep the motor running, too. Come on, Johnny, I'm going around the corner with you. I don't know what your plan is this time, Lou, but I hope it works. Don't worry. If he comes there, it'll work all right. The dope won't know what he's walking into, and this time he won't get away either. Leaving Cato in the Black Beauty, parked in an alley near the Central Building, Britt Reed walked openly toward the entrance of the building. Hmm. If I'm not mistaken, there's someone across the street in the shadow of that doorway. I'll step inside the lobby of the building and then do a little watching myself. Hmm. It's dim in this lobby at night. I'll see now what that fellow across the way does. He can't see me watching him. Yeah, he's crossing over this way. Well, if he comes in this door... He'll I'll... do nothing, big chap. What the... That's what hold you. Uh, that sucker, Lou. He sucked him right in the bean with that gun button. Yeah, he's out like a light. Now, come on, let's get him out of the car before that guard comes down on the elevator. Uh, this time, Britt Reed's really going to get what's coming to him, and I don't mean maybe. <laughs> continue our story in just a moment. Meantime, Cato sat in the black beauty, patiently waiting in the darkness of the alley. Suddenly, he was startled by hearing a shrill whistle out on the deserted street. Oh, that sounds like signal whistle. Come from out on the street. I go up the alley, take a look. Soon be able to see who makes whistling. Sedan pull away from in front of the central building. I see outside. They come past here. It's Mr. Brickley holding him back seat. Must get to Black Beauty and follow. Something go wrong. Mr. Brick. Mr. Brick. Must find you before it's too late. I find you somehow. I get to you, Mr. Brick. Good night, Miss Case, Mr. Axford. Good night, good night. Showing you must admit, Casey. It's mighty nice of Michael Axford for to be dropping you off in a cab right at your door. That it is. I'm a little afraid of this deal, Axford. Uh, wait a minute, Casey. What's the matter? What are you looking at? What's that lying to one side of the doorway? It looks like a man's hat to me. Sure, I guess that's what it is. Uh, I'll pick it up and... Hey, look here. What? This is Reed's hat, see? Mr. Reed's hat? So it is. What on earth could it be doing lying there? Casey, it's got spots of... Yes, yes it has. I said something's happened to Mr. Reed. He's been hurt. Look, there on the floor where the hat was lying. What do you see? Uh, this. Glory be. 
looks like a loose seal of some kind that somebody dropped there. Casey, I've seen that before. And that's exactly what it is. Call phone the cops. Tell Gunnigan. Phone the Federal Bureau. Axford, what is it? Tell me. St. Patrick, help us now. Reed's been waylaid by the worst criminal in the city. That's the seal of the green harlot himself. I follow Carr to this street, but not in sight now. Maybe one of cars parked on the street be same car. So sorry I not get close enough to read number. Must do something. I get out and look at cars on the street. Maybe somehow tell if I find right one. If not find the clue soon, perhaps it's too late to be of help. Must not be too late. Secret. Must not. Wearing the mask he usually wore when riding with the Green Hornet, Cato moved quickly and silently from car to car along the dark, deserted street. After playing his flashlight over a sedan which was parked near the corner, he was about to leave when something caught his eye. Oh, I think I see something on outside of the back door. Yes, Mr. Britt Smart. He leave clue for Cato. Seal of Green Hornet pressed on door of car. Good thing Mr. Britt think to carry some in secret pocket of coat. First, must disconnect wire so car not start easy. Now. So. Now to look for other seals on doorway of some building nearby, perhaps. Gangsters not know they have wildcat by tail when they kidnap Mr. Britt. They may be discovered too late. They are dealing with Green Hornet. Meantime, in their hideout, Lou and his two henchmen were gloating over Britt Reed, who was tied hand and foot to a chair. Take a good look, you guys. That's the big shot who got me sent up. <laughs> now it's my turn to do a little crowing. Hey, the slicker ain't opened his trap since we took him. <laughs> What's the matter? Is he deep and dumb? No, only dumb, maybe. Yeah, that's a sad. He might do a lot of yelling and squirming before I'm through with him. Maybe we won't hear him talk, but no one else will ever hear him talk again either. Oh, why don't you get it over with, Lou, and let's get clear out of this book. You act like a filthy school kid gloating over that stuff, sir. That's it, Trap. You will give the same as he's going to get your punch. Uh, you... Hey, Lou. Hey, they got an extra. Hey, I'll uh, get down and get one, Johnny. All right, go ahead, but be careful you ain't seen. I'll be back in a minute. Come on, Johnny. Let's leave this close-mouthed punk and go into the next room for a while. Okay, Lou. But you better get rid of him soon. The <laughs> longer he waits, the more he'll worry. We'll be back, big shots. And when we do come back, that's when you pass out. <laughs> For good. <laughs> hey, give me one of those papers, guys. Yes, sir. Yeah, sir. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Before I go back up, I'll take a look at this paper. Sovereign Catfish is setting us up for ten grand for the return of Britt Reed. I see. Anyone given information leading to the... Hey, just gives me an idea. So Lou called me a punch-drunk ham boxer, eh? <laughs> go into this pool room and do a little phoning right now.
May I help you? Uh, give me cops headquarters, quick. We'll see who's the dummy around here when the cops pick up Lou and Johnny and I get the door for turning over the... Police headquarters! Hey, I got a tip on where that big guy's getting hit at. Do I click the door if I let you know where he is? Where is he? What do you know about him? Who are you? Don't bust the button, copper. Now, listen close. Come down to the corner of West Street. Hang on, you sweet Sure, sure, Lou. I had a hunch about that extra, so I come down to see what you were up to. Don't, don't, don't use that gun, Lou. I, I ain't don't... using it yet, not here. Now, come on, get moving back upstairs and be quick about it. You're going to find out, same as Reed, that nobody double-crosses Lou Barker and gets away with it. For me to follow. Find seal on doorway below. Come up fire escape. Those gangsters are in the next room. I got me loose skater quick. And don't cut the cords, untie them. I bring hornet mask and gas gun. Also bring green hornet top coat and hat, Mr. Britt. Think maybe you need them. Yes, I have a plan, kiddo. With that coat and hat on, they won't recognize my clothes when they see me as the hornet. But perhaps they recognize you and you talk, maybe. No, I haven't spoken a word since they waylaid me. They don't know the sound of Britt Reed's voice. You're very smart, Mr. Reed. What you do now? You come on out in the fire escape with me. I'll tell you exactly what I'm going to do. Lou Barker and his cronies are in for a big surprise. It's like looking for a needle in the haystack, Ashford. Drop the guy. If you'd only told me which corner on West Street. I get the jitters just cruising along like this with reading the hands of that sneaking harness. Well, what do you expect me to do? Run up and down West Street yelling, Come out, come out, wherever you are. Like a bunch of kids playing hide. Stop the car, Cassidy. Mr. Mathis, I have to look. Moving along that fire escape. Holy crow. It looks like the Green Hornet himself. Sure, and another guy with him. Come on. Still, he was putting in the car of the car. Holy smoke, Lou. We better blow out of Calm here. Calm down. I got to him in time. And this time I won't mess. Sorry, right, killer. Hey, they look coming in that open window. The mask. That's the green hornet. Right the first time, mastermind. Hey, what do you want here? Coming in to horn in on getting the reward for that lead guy, huh? No, chump, I don't share rewards with small-time crooks like you. I take all or none. I had a personal reason for bringing that jerk here, and you ain't going to interfere, see? Hey, Lou, I don't like this. Maybe it wouldn't be a bad so idea. So help me, Johnny, if you go back on no, my No, 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 Lou, take it easy. I'm with you. Okay, then. I'm going to the next room and finish what I started, see? You and Slugger keep this overrated mutt from interfering. Out of my way, you. You're not going anyplace. Slugger. Get him, Hunter. He ain't so hot. Get him. Grab the Hunter, Johnny. Do something. Get him. Take it, Slugger. Get Johnny. He's a pass. I can't breathe. Hey, hey, he got loose. Help me, Slugger. Why should I? The Hunter's on my side in this fight. Get him, Hunter. Thanks. You can watch. Hey, hey, I give up. Don't. Not gas. No. Oh. <laughs> nice work, Hunter. You're next, Slugger. I don't deal with killers. No, no, get... Oh, please come. You don't need help with the gangsters. Very good fight. Thanks. Get out the window quick, Cato. Tie me up in the next room before the police find me. Oh, come on, hurry. Look at that, will you? Three of them. All out for the count of ten. I wonder who did it, old Sarge. Ain't sure yet. But I do know this looks like the work of the Green Hornet. The Green Hornet, eh? Then if he was here, Reed must be around here someplace. Reed! Reed! Glory be, it's him all right. In that next room. Come on. Reed, 
the self be praised, you say. Yes, I guess you got here just in time, actually. Sure, you're a sight for sore eyes, Reed. That you are. I can stand here just and look at you all night. Ashford, do you think Mr. Reed likes to be all tied up like that while you stand around looking at him like a hen at a lost chick? Yes, how about cutting these cords, Ashford? Well, that I will, Reed, that I will. I'll have you free in a jiffy. There. Oh, thanks, Ashford. That's much better. Well, by the way, Sergeant Burke, those three rough-looking men, did you catch them? That we did, Reed. Every last one of them. Good. They're all killers, and we're planning to take my life. Well, no, Reed, don't go worrying. We're here to see that nothing happens to you. Yeah. yeah. And we're sorry to tell you, Mr. Reed, but the worst of the lot got away. He and those three out there must have had a falling out about something. Sergeant, referring to the green harness, Reed. And it's sorry I am we didn't get here in time to face down that Spalteen. That I am. I assure you, Axford, he's a mean one to face. <laughs> Maybe you were a little bit scared by him, but if I'd have been in your shoes, Reed, I'd have turned the tables on him somehow and brought him in alive. That I would. My one ambition is to take that harness by the arm and lead him into the central office to collect that reward. Uh, take my arm, Axford, and help me up. I'm still a little shaky. Oh, sure, sure. There you are. <laughs> You're sure lucky to have the likes of Michael Axford around to get you out of the clutches of that sneaking jack of apes, the green harness. Oh. 